What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker, and I am very excited to be here today. I'm going to be talking about alien signs of life, specifically going to be looking at a few things from the Bhagavad Gita today uh, to really look at, like, what does a God desire from us? Uh, this is going to be a really cool dive, I think, into... Like, what is the supreme being? I think so many different cultures and faiths um, and traditions are always like looking outside of themselves for uh, this supreme being, this God, something to serve, something to pray to. Um, and we're going to see some really, I think, shocking things today as we get into the Bhagavad Gita. If you've never read it, it's just absolutely beautiful super super along the lines of what jesus actually taught not what other people said about jesus or the traditions around him but actually what he taught what the red letters are um and it's just it's this is a beautiful passage it's going to totally blow your mind on what does a god a a unique and supreme being want from us and i think it's going to help us define personally uh, within our own lives, what types of gods we actually look to. And if you're here now going, you know, hey, wait a minute, there's only one God. Well, yes, okay, that's 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 exactly what I'm talking about today. But unfortunately, the God that we uh, have been told is the God of the world um, is not necessarily from the research we've been doing here, uh, the revelations we've had as a community is not necessarily uh, this supreme being that is being talked about in the Bhagavad Gita, that is being talked about uh, within the Buddhist traditions. Um, it's called the monad in Gnosticism, and Jesus spoke of him as the father, um, or in the Greek, theos. So this is a very interesting study today. Um, I've talked many, many times about signs of life, like extraterrestrial life, extraterrestrial gods, it's just super abundantly clear that these extraterrestrial gods have to be there uh, or have been there throughout history. We just see so many, so many things to uh, kind of show us that, hey, they've been here. They've definitely helped humanity along or hindered humanity, however you want to look at it. Um, and what we're going to see today is, I think, a beautiful uh, expression of this divine supreme being. Uh, so before I get into it today, just know that this is not a religious message. This is not against uh, or for any certain denomination or tradition or anything like that. Uh, I don't care who you are, where you go to church, who you're married to, what the color of your skin is. Uh, this is an all-inclusive. Everyone is welcome here in love and light. Um, let's see. Mano, what is up? Designed with purpose. Thanks for being here. Missy, how are you, my friend? I hope you're doing well. A few shout outs here. Craig, thanks for joining. Dwight, what is up, my friend? Tom, thanks for joining. Uh, I got people over on Facebook and TikTok. Uh, we're flip flop today. TikTok is bumping and uh, Facebook is a bit slower today. So, you know, who knows? I don't know. I just bring the messages. So, um, I am going to be working on doing some more collaborations with other content creators. So uh, one of the brothers in our Mythos community, I'll talk more about that later um, if you're interested in helping support what we do here. Uh, but one of our brothers in that suggested uh, I do more collabs just to really get this message out there. 
uh, get my name out there more. And I think that's really important. So I'm definitely going to be uh, looking more into that. Uh, so Josh, what's up, my friend? Thanks for being here. Um, yo, yo, man, uh, Mano says so. Uh, but anyway, thank you uh, to the brother in the mythos group that shared that with me. And um, if you guys have content creators that you would like to see me collaborate with people that do similar things to what I'm doing, uh, we don't have to align on everything. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, but really someone that is full-time, someone that cares about what they're doing, someone that cares about the community that they have that's not there just to rant and rave and it's not just there for attention. Like somebody who's deeply doing this, someone who has a podcast, uploads regularly, that type of thing. Uh, please, please connect me with those people or with people that you follow um, or that you're in their communities because I would love to collaborate more. So yes, I believe in aliens. Uh, OPK asks and uh, absolutely uh, it's what I'm talking about today these alien gods uh, we've you know I think it's time to redefine what God or a God is um, and really look at the idea of source versus God um, God is basically an acronym that stands for great old dragon uh, and we forget about like all of these different ties that we have and like even what we call God or define as God even within the biblical canon, that word is not actually there. When Jesus says God, he's saying Theos, uh, or he says Father, Abba. Um, and then when he's talking, uh, um, excuse me, when the prophets in the Old Testament are talking, they are saying, you know, things like Yahweh or Elohim. So, like, the, even the word God is like, it's pretty much a new word um, within our more modern society. Um and I'm not saying it's a brand new word. People have used, because somebody's going to argue with me on that. I'm just saying, look into it. I think that really what I'm trying to say here is the idea of a God is kind of an outdated concept. And we need to look way, way, way back to try to understand what source is um, rather than these extraterrestrial gods. So uh, I'm going to say the word alien several times, alien intelligence, alien extraterrestrials, UFOs, paranormal. There we go. It, it's crazy how this algorithm, I just doubled the viewers by saying that this is, it's the wildest things guys go, go be a full-time content creator. Um, and then just figure out all the trigger words that you have to say. It's, it's unbelievable. So we're going to talk about aliens today. Yes. Extraterrestrial alien gods and interactions is exactly what we're going to talk about today. So uh, reading from the Bhagavad Gita, we've got Arjun is the uh, protagonist of this. He is riding on this chariot, uh, headed into battle, and he realizes that all of his friends and family are on the opposing side of the battlefield, and he's going to have to go to war with them. Um, and so that's that's where the Bhagavad Gita takes place. It's out of a, a much bigger epic uh, called the uh, Mahabharata, I believe. Um I'm probably butchering that word, but um, I'm learning all of this. So you guys get to learn with me here. Um, but the Bhagavad Gita is kind of like a shorter epic pulled out of that like larger story that a lot of people have never even read because it's like, I can't remember how many volumes it like fill up my whole bookshelf or something. It's just this huge, like if you think Lord of the Rings is long, read the Mahabharata um, and it's, it's deep, deep, deep and epic. Uh, but it's really... This uh, Bhagavad Gita section is 
um, about uh, the god Krishna uh, manifest as the god Krishna. Uh, but he is actually speaking of himself as the supreme being, which is really interesting. And then you have Jesus coming speaking very, very similar type things and then telling us that we, we are that supreme being, we're a part of that supreme being. Um, and so he, as, as I've said many, many times, um, I believe he was coming uh, in direct contrast to the God of the Old Testament, not in corroboration with the God of the Old Testament. And, and that is not against anyone or any tradition. We just have to look at like, what are these, what do these stories mean? That's actually what I'm trying to look at rather than based on doctrine and dogma or some sort of correctness about the theology. I'm just trying to look at like what actually makes sense with it. Like these stories don't make sense unless we take them in a way that they're intended to be taken and have the eyes to see and ears to hear to be initiated into the mystery of what is actually being said by Christ himself. Um, and really the idea that he was calling all of us Christ, calling all of us forward as the body of Christ, as one entity together to retake ground that had been stolen by these other gods for all intents and purposes. What's up, Jason? How are you, brother? Love you, my friend. Thanks for being here. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, absolutely. Food Lover says, uh, I detached from all different groups and identities uh, and labels. I just exist. Yeah, sure. And that's great. If you're at that point, that's awesome. Uh, a lot of people aren't, though. And that's, you know, <clears throat> I'm in a spiritual space and there's just kind of weird political correctness that's going through the spiritual community right now to try and make sure somehow that we're all politically correct within those statements of, you know, I am is the only statement that we can have. We can't identify with LGBTQ. We can't identify with any type of belief system. We can't identify with any um, sort of ethnic background. And I think that's total BS. It's belief system. That's what BS stands for. That's total belief system. You're still doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. Um, it's, it's literally impossible to step out of that, any of those mindsets in your flesh within this 3D realm. Um, you can't get there until you're actually ascended into a different plane of existence. And that requires uh, exiting the matrix completely, which I'm not ready to do. I've got a lot to learn here, a lot to do here, a lot of work. Um, and you should too. So with that said, um, somebody says that's stupid. So yeah, if you think that's stupid, that's fine. Uh, you don't have to agree with me, but um, I do think it's really important for me to try to represent all people here. Um, unfortunately, people take that the wrong way. Uh, I'm obviously um, not ethnic, you know, of obvious ethnic origin. I'm from a Germanic background and Nordic background, um, which I am I am proud of, and and I should be, and you should be too, of whatever your background is, whatever your uh, genetics are, you know, your family history. That's why I love things like Ancestry.com, and uh, I'm not affiliated with them, but I just, I find it fascinating. Um, and then the fact that you can be born into a karmic cycle that's uh, irrelevant to any of your um, ethnic ties, and then you can be born into a zodiac sign, which is irrelevant of even your karma. You have all these different operating systems that are running the experience of the matrix of your life, which is just freaking amazing, I think. And when we actually understand that, um, then we can actually step into like our higher self and go, okay, that makes more sense. So 
sorry uh we got uh, facebook just dropped off there for a second so i'm still live hopefully on facebook if you guys can see me drop me a comment on facebook by the way uh thank you guys for the stars those help a ton um so what i'm going to read here is uh, again from the bhagavad-gita this is krishna talking he's identifying himself as the supreme being um, and then letting Arjun, the protagonist of the story, know basically what to expect when he goes into battle and how he should approach this. Because Arjun is really dealing with some moral and um, just some existential issues with obviously going to battle against your friends and family. Um, and you've got Krishna saying, no, 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 you're not going against them. Uh, here, here's what's actually happening. Here, Here's what this is about. Um, and so he starts you know, kind of deliberating with him and then getting deep into who the Supreme Being is, why he's the Supreme Being, and what the Supreme Being desires. And we see all throughout history and different traditions, lots of different gods desire certain things, specifically in the Old Testament. I speak about the Old Testament a lot. This is not a religious channel, by the way, and I don't personally identify specifically as a Christian. Uh, I'm more of a Gnostic Christian, if anything, um, a mystic uh, a light worker, um, to, if I were to have to identify with anything. Um, but as far as that is concerned, um, you know, the God of the Old Testament was was keen on having sacrifices. Um, even when he ordered the unaliving of thousands and thousands of Egyptian babies, um, you know, it was the firstborn, right? Um, and I was thinking about this yesterday, and what a crazy thing that Christ identified himself, Jesus himself identified himself as the firstborn. Uh, and then he was actually taken to uh, the cross as well. He actually even endured the Yahweh punishment, uh, the floggings, those 40 lashes, like the actual uh, being on his face and then the crucifixion and like everything that was um, was present within like that judgment of Yahweh. It even uh, popular theology is that he took the wrath of the father, but it actually wasn't the father in my studies, in my opinion, you can disagree with me, but it actually wasn't the father. It was Yahweh, uh, one of these ET gods that um, had decided to take this uh, portion for himself, this uh, Israel, Isis Ra'el. A uh, good buddy of mine, Joshua, did a video yesterday on Isis Ra'el and how uh, Yahweh was trying to take that as his portion. Well, that's really, really important because Isis is the divine mother. Ra is Christ, is Jesus, the light of the world. Uh, and El is El Elyon, God Most High. That is the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Mother, and the Child. We are the Child. We are the Christ together in him. Um, and so, th again, this is not a religious message. This is literally just like a universal message all you have to do to get it is just go, okay, I am the light of the world. Like, I can bring light into the world. That's it. Um, and then you got all this, like, really, really negative uh, theology around it going, well, even, you know, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Yes, he does, because Yahweh actually was cloaked in light, and it says in the Old Testament he could take it off. And even he said, I dwell in darkness and bring forth blessings from dark places. Um you know, he uh, is the one that actually delighted in the sacrifices. And so that's what's really, really interesting when we get into the deeper parts of this. And I'm going to shut the door real quick. As my wife walks in the door to take care of the dogs, um, sure they're going to start jumping around. So, All right, so I'm going to read from this. 
Um, and then I'm going to talk about the sun being darkened and the curse of Yahweh um, coming upon the Egyptians um, during the plagues, which is really interesting because what is Christ? The light of the world. What is Christ identified with? Ra, uh, Amun-Ra, the Egyptian god, the, the god of the sun. That's the Christ character. That's the Jesus part of that trinity. Um, and it's really, really interesting because Yahweh darkened the sun and covered that light, what they would call the eye of the sky. Um, and those locusts and everything uh, covered that and caused darkness in the land. Um, and why was that? Because you had this angry God that was coming against all of these mysterious mystic traditions of connecting directly with the source. Okay. And again, that comes from way, 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 way back. So, um, okay. So everything is a manifestation of the absolute. This is from the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and it says, I am the ritual. This is Krishna talking. I am the ritual. I am the sacrifice. I am the offering. I am the herb. I am the mantra. I am the clarified butter. I am the fire and I am the oblation. I am the supporter of the universe, the father, the mother, and the grandfather. I am the object of knowledge, the sacred syllable Om. And also the rig and the yajur and the Sam Vedas. I am the goal, the supporter, the Lord, the witness, the abode, the refuge, the friend, the origin, the disillusion, the foundation, the substratum, and the immutable seed. Now, what does that even mean? So we're talking about the supreme being here. Everybody wants to know what God should I pray to? What should I worship? What should I? And the answer is, it's in you. It is the sacred syllable, Om. It is the disillusion, disconnecting from the matrix. It is waking up into that. It is worshiping the Lord. It is bearing the witness. It is finding that refuge and that abode. It is the friend of that spirit. It is the origin of all things. It is the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. Remember that. It is the knowledge. It is the father, the mother, the grandfather, the child. It is the sacrifice, the mantra, the herb, the ritual. Now remember, when, if you haven't read the Bhagavad Gita, when, when Krishna talks about sacrifice, it was not human or animal sacrifice. It was things in your life like, I'm going to give this up, or I'm going to bring you a gift like gold, silver, myrrh, those types of things, things that like they brought to Jesus, right? Like uh, actual sacrifices and gifts, like, you know, um, I love you and I want to give you something good type thing, like a, a true gift, like, again, rather than you're taking a life. And so that's one thing is like, there's this huge misconception that Krishna is a demon God. And, and he's just not like everything that I've read and experienced from looking into who he is. Um, he's just this very, very loving figure that really wants to enlighten and really is this yogi in bliss and uh, is this beautiful manifestation, happy, laughing manifestation of the Supreme Being. Um, and I think that that's a beautiful thing. And so my biggest question is, is like if you're looking for a God to serve, um, what does that God want from you? Because all Krishna, 
all the supreme being, all that the Father, Theos, that Jesus speaks of, wants from you is the sacrifice of your heart. Not a physical one, obviously, but your heart saying, I'm just going to be authentic. I'm going to live for my heart chakra. I'm going to love others. I'm going to unify and yoke myself to goodwill and service on this earth. That's that's it. You know, and, and you've got, um, he says, I am the herb. Well, they did lots and lots of different burning of herbs. We have incense today. There are medicinal herbs. There are all kinds of different things. Well, no, no, no those are evil. Because the Old Testament says, that, yeah, exactly. Who in the Old Testament was, was against that? And, and I'm not saying he was the only, you know, God in this world that wanted negative sacrifices. But I'm just saying, why would a good and loving God need to take pure, innocent souls that had done nothing wrong just because they were somehow attached to a people and then transmute that into the blessing for who he took as his people. Again, this is not against anyone else. This is um, just kind of an open your eyes and look at it thing. You know, if you're sitting here in judgment, go read the Bhagavad Gita. It, you have no leg to stand on if you have not read these other texts. Read the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. Read the Book of Enoch. Read the Epic of Gilgamesh. Read the Bhagavad Gita. Read the Dhammapadas. Read the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Uh, read the Sumerian Tablets. And then talk to me about what God you serve. And that's what we're doing today, guys. Looking for signs of life. How do I know if there's a sign of life? You can see it. You can feel it. There's an open heart and an open mind behind it. There's what we consider non-player characters, NPCs, Agent Smiths in the Matrix, bots, Ghost in the Machine. These things that just operate on doctrine and dogma and spit out the same thing at us all the time. And this is nothing against anybody. You guys know that. But it's like, if you are that person and you have made a comment on my page and you are saying this is this and that is that, replace that with I believe or I think or it's my understanding that. And then we can have a conversation rather than sit here in judgment of others. Because I just won't do that, guys. I love you. I don't know that I'm right here. I'm just saying this is what I see. That's it. Um, food lover says, okay, maybe God did some stuff in the Old Testament we don't agree with. Who cares though? Um, here's why it matters. Because there are many, many, many people that look to that God as their father. And I'm talking about 99.9% .9 of the Western church here is tied Jesus as the son of Yahweh. And when you have daddy issues, you got problems. Let me just tell you that. When you are looking to a father who is more of a bipolar, alcoholic figure that has to be debated with and begged and pleaded with and offered sacrifices to, um, if you've ever had to beg and plead for something when you were a kid, something that was good that there was no reason you shouldn't have had. Um, and it just depended on when you caught your parents, if they were happy or sad or angry or depressed or whatever. That's what I'm talking about here. 
Um, that's a problem. Mixed signals, false light programming I've been talking about lately. Um, and when we're running into things like that, and, and I'm the perfect example of someone who has served this God of the Old Testament, the God of this world. Um, you know, he says he's the God of this world. He says that he's the most high. Um, and I've tried and tried and tried to serve him. And I just found myself hating myself. I found myself at the end of my rope. I found myself so deep in sin and self-loathing that I couldn't get out of it. That the more I followed him and served into him, the more sacrifice I had to offer. And the more I had to crucify Christ in my life. Even I had to crucify the good part of myself, like the Christ within me. And that's not fun. I want Christ to rise in me, right? Like I want the ascension. We shouldn't have to go through the crucifixion over and over and over and over and over. Design with purpose says, right, Cub? Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Um, God says, if you are of this world, you are not of me. Actually, God does not. Jesus said that. Um, God never said that, so... Um, there's a huge, huge distinction. And I, and Frey, I ask you to, uh, to go look that up, like look up where your theology comes, look up where your belief systems come from, because that's going to be an issue when you run into that and you go, wait a minute. Okay. God didn't say that actually. Jesus said that. Uh, but then God is saying, I'm the God of flesh. I'm the God of this world. I delight in sacrifice. And Jesus says, my father does not delight in sacrifice, but in compassion, like he's telling you, he's telling you exactly that his father is not anyone that you've met before. He's something different. He's something within. He's something that is truth and light, pure energy, pure source. He's telling you that his father is the ritual. He is the sacrifice. He doesn't need one. He is the one. He is the offering. He is the herb. He is the mantra, the clarified butter, the fire, the oblation, the supporter of the universe, the father and the mother and the grandfather, the object of knowledge, the sacred syllable, um, the rig, the yajur, the samvedas, the goal, the supporter. The vedas, by the way, are the sacred text or scripture. Um, the witness, the abode, the refuge, the friend, the origin, the disillusion. What is disillusion? Um, it's disconnecting from the illusion, breaking away from the matrix, the foundation, the substratum. This is my favorite part here. What is the substratum? What is what we need as God is substrate. It's the canvas upon which we manifest and create reality. And that part right there, mixed with the immutable seed, he says, I am the immutable seed. You take a seed that cannot be destroyed and you put it in a divine substrate and it grows. Jesus talked over and over and over about the roots, about the vine, about the tree, about the fruit. And it's all there, guys. And the Bhagavad Gita backs up the New Testament line after line after line and not necessarily the new testament but really the red letters of jesus and that's like a whole different whole different ball game uh food lover says no matter what you think about the christian god you can't do anything to him 
not trying to do anything to him. And by the way, he's not the Christian God. Uh, that is the God of the Old Testament, the God of this world, which Jesus literally said is the devil. Um, and so the Christian God should be Theos, the immutable one, the supreme being, not the Old Testament God. And again, that's nothing against the culture. I have to say that, guys, because we've got a lot of mixed people on here. And I want you to know I love you and I'm not talking against your tradition. Go to synagogue, go to church, go to whatever, but ask yourself, who is the supreme being? Am I serving a manifestation or someone that has taken power from the supreme being and transmuted it into their own will? Or am I serving the actual supreme being? And I think that's a that's the biggest question. This is Satan's playground, absolutely. Um, everybody's waiting for heaven or hell. You're already in hell. Uh, you're already in this deep lower part of the matrix. Uh, if you haven't noticed, uh, suffering all around when you're a child, everything is super exciting and happy. And even when things are going bad in your life, like you just go outside and you find a butterfly and you're in bliss, you're in Nirvana. Um, but then the older you get and you got bills and knee pain and back problems and sickness and uh, worry and anger and fighting between friends and family members. And you tell me that's anything but hell. Uh, like we're in Sheol. We're in the lower realm already. Um, is there a lower one than this? Yeah, possibly. Sure. Definitely. Maybe. I don't know. But I definitely know we're in a low vibration here and I'm looking to ascend to a higher vibration. Uh, and the more I seek that, the more things in the in my physical world are going to shake. They're going to be uncomfortable. They're going to be, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, everybody's looking for this blissful life. Well, the bliss is found in the moment. Heaven is here right now in the moment, buried in the moment right where you're at. Uh, Micah is on here, my brother in the Mythos group. He's been meditating lately. Um, Jason is on here. Um, he's been meditating. Um, you know, it's, it's this transcendental place where you can step out of all the BS, all the belief systems. It doesn't matter what you believe when you're meditating. You just experience pure, unadulterated truth. And it's beautiful. Um, and if you have, if you don't know how to meditate and you're interested, I have a brand new course launching um, that's super affordable, super easy to do. It's a light warrior course. Uh, we go over everything from yoga and meditation, where I teach you exactly how to come up with your own rituals around that. Uh, we go through the light work warrior course, teach the mindsets and the understandings. So you guys know exactly where I'm coming from with all of this. Uh, it's not for everybody. It's for you guys that are like, yeah, I'm 100% in agreement with Cub. I'm ready for the next thing in my life. I'm ready to like do the work, maybe even be a professional light worker, uh, a professional spiritualist. Um, and, and even if you don't want to be a professional one, maybe you just want to like really take the, the honest step into it being your life's work, uh, even with your regular job and everything. So, um, that's going to be really, really cool. It should be launching. I, it was supposed to launch last week, but I'm hoping next week, probably the first week of February is my goal for it because I'm making it really cool. It's got cool artwork, awesome lessons, tons and tons of different, just hours and hours of content in there. And I'm adding to it all the time. So it's really, really cool. It's called charisma. 
it'll be available on my website very, very soon. So, um, but getting back into this, uh, Leathercraft Nation says, then we get bills. Yeah, absolutely. Then go check the mail and tell me you're in heaven. Tell me you're, you're in uh, a neutral zone. No, no, no. You ain't in a neutral zone. You're under a beast system, a political and economic and a religious system. Uh, and the spiritual system is the only one that gives you access to freedom from any of that. Um, and unfortunately, that's been hijacked as well. There's lots of false light programming that'll still take it, give it a new age spin. Make sure you're looking to crystals or salts or this or that outside of yourself. Um, all of those are tools, by the way. I support the use of all of those. But again, if you're looking to that to be the catalyst or the thing, then again, that's false light programming because you're being told, hey, the aliens are going to come get me. They're going to take us to the next planet. Uh, or, hey, uh, God is not what you've been told, but he's still this and he's still coming in this way. Like, no, 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 no. It's in you. You are the thing that manifests it. You want heaven, it's within you. You want hell, it's also within you. Bring forth that which is authentically within you. And if, if you're authentically tapped into the root of the kingdom of God, the source, Brahman, Theos, the monad, that's the way. That's why it's so narrow because... We've got all of these things. Everybody's looking for what is that? What is the one thing? Where's the doctrine that I can follow? It's not out there, guys. You know it because you know it. You don't have to read it. You don't have to research it. You just know it because you have the gnosis of it, because you're connected to it. You asked for it, and you're granted it. That's it. How do I come up with all these things every day? I just go live and I start talking because I'm channeling an intelligence. This is, it's already within me. All I have to do is just channel it and become a mouthpiece for it. You know, this isn't like I have an alien beaming things down into my brain. This is just coming, you know, Jesus says, out of the overflow of your heart come your words. And that's where my heart has been aligned, circumcised, crucified in the Christ energy to overcome my flesh, overcome the things in me, the fear, the danger, the, the fear, the danger, and the anger that's that's within each of us, right? Like what's your natural like human reflex, your flesh reflex is it's to look for support of your own ego. It's to look for safety and security. It's to look for things outside of yourself. It's to look for anything you can to fulfill you. When you got people like Jesus, he just said like, hey, it's in you. No, 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 you don't understand. You've been serving Satan. No, 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 you don't understand. It's a narrow path. No, 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 would, uh, would a father give his children a serpent when they ask for food? No, 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 no. And then you realize all the stories he's referring to are what like these other gods did, right? Allah, Jesus, Buddha, were the spirits given to this world? Yes, absolutely. Um, they're like um, managers of the light in this world, and it's very, very important. I think that we just really realize and return who they are to the world. Uh, and that's one of the things I think is coming through me that I'm doing my best to just be an honorable professor of here, you know, 
profess it with my my words is um to return the light to the world and um gonna be getting into some stuff this week with lucifer buckle up i'm probably gonna do it tomorrow i've been putting it off it's bold it's out there but i think you guys will appreciate it um and we'll talk about that tomorrow um hopefully if i feel it, it's something i need to be inspired on because i want to do justice to it so uh ryan says big fan love the podcast thank you my friend god bless you uh frey says why did jesus uh get uh an outer by god when john baptized him i don't know what an outer is oh an anointing an anointing okay um why did he get an anointing by god when john baptized him um because i mean there is power in the ritual i mean we got to remember that baptism is a powerful thing um especially on the flesh um, and so you're in the flesh there and you're getting baptized, washed in the water. There is a vibration that moves through that water. Water has memory when there are incantations set over the water and you're being submerged in it and then you're raising up. Um, you, of course you get an anointing. I mean, I think we all do when that happens. It's just a matter of like, who is the anointing coming from? Uh, and we saw that he had, um, an anointing from heaven Again, yeah, you're right. Who is the anointing from? Uh, we assume it's from the Father. It talked about the dove coming down in the flames. Um, but again, I don't know what God was anointing him there. It doesn't specifically say. Um, so that's an interesting, that's a really good question. And those are, those are exactly the questions I want you guys to ask. I don't have the answer. I don't have the key. I don't have some magic code that lets you into all knowledge and understanding of this, but I will give you better questions. I will trouble your mind enough to, to keep thinking where you'll be in the shower in a week going, God, what, Oh, what is this? I don't understand. Oh, I feel sick. I don't get it. That's the whole point of what I do to get you to think. Uh, because right now, and there's a lot of comments right now that are, they're coming straight from doctrine. Boom, boom. It's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. You say it's that because you heard it from a pulpit, not because it's actually in there. You know, you go read it and then ask yourself, is this in there because it's authentic? Was it added? Is there an agenda behind it? Or is this the authentic words of Jesus? I believe his words are truth. And they weren't messed with. I believe there's a spiritual binding on them that they cannot be messed with. And I think that there's a lot of stuff around them that is absolutely agenda-based, doctrinal, dogmatic programming meant to lead you away from the truth of actually what he said. Because what he said is very, very simple. And it's found in the Vedic texts. It's found in uh, Buddhist texts. It's found uh, in the Egyptian uh, mystery schools. It's found uh, within the Essenes the Gnostics, um, all of these things that I love to talk about on here, it's there, but you just have to be willing to suspend your disbelief that maybe, maybe the truth has been hidden. That's the hardest part. It's easy for you. You go, oh no, the media lies to us. That's easy for you to believe. But somehow this book that was created by a bunch of really evil men who wanted to control their kingdoms, why is it called the, the infallible word of God? Because the King James Bible, go look at who King James was. Go look at his character. Go look at why he put this Bible out and called it the infallible word of God. And then when your pastor says that and you go, yeah, this is the word of God. We just got to look at the word of God. Have you read the word today? 
You're not reading the word. You're the word. The logos, the divine expression of God is the word. That's in you. You don't need the book. You just need you. How can you go out into the wilderness and find God if you never see a Bible? You'll have a vision of him. You'll find truth. Food Lover says, I believe in Jesus alone. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, Frey asks, are you saying these men are evil or God is evil? Good question. That's a very good question. Frey, I think you're on to the right questions. And I'm not here to tell you one way or another, but I do think we have to ask God as we know him, as he's been defined to us, as we've been raised into, indoctrinated into, is that God, by whatever name you choose to call him, is that expression of that God, maybe, maybe he is evil. And maybe Jesus was bringing a completely different God, a completely different source God, an energetic God that was spirit and truth. That is not a manifest God. He even said no man has stood before the Father. Well, they knew Moses stood before the Father. Before their Father. But he was saying, no, that's not my Father. I come from the Father. So that's what I'm saying. And those are great, great, great questions. So keep asking them. Again, I don't have the answer. And of course, men are evil. I mean, come on. we, you know, Go look through, go look through the canonized Bible. Just go ask a group of church people what they believe on something and watch them destroy each other go read the comments i get i just did a mary magdalene video and a jesus video go read the comments and tell me people don't have evil in their hearts that's why you gotta that whole crucifixion of the flesh type thing where you gotta that your carnal nature your need to be Tyler June. Uh, what's up, Tyler? How are you, my friend? Tyler's a Mythos member as well. She says, uh, curious about the Ten Commandments coming from Abraham, coming to Abraham from Yahweh. Okay, so yeah, the Ten Commandments. This is really, really interesting. Uh, there is, um, I think it's Egyptian. There are 40 laws of creation. Um, and they're like laws of balance and beauty and like just really, they're not dogmatic laws. They're like, almost like scientific laws, like karmas and stuff like that. And I'll try to find them and actually read them. I can't remember if they are Indian or if they are um, uh, Egyptian, but I read about them today. And so I'll, I'll try to find them and read them. But great question about that. Ten Commandments come into Moses on the mountain. Um, it says that God descended on the mountain in fire and smoke. The mountains still burn today, Mount Sinai. Uh, why? would he descend in fire and smoke? Uh, well, because Yahweh is called the great dragon. Well, why is God called God? Great old dragon. Hmm. Um, well, that's weird. What a, what a weird thing. Well, was he a literal dragon? No, 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 no. You guys ever seen a really elongated ship? Like, uh, go watch like, um, uh, Atlas ascending or go watch, um, uh, one of my favorite ones is Event Horizon. Go look at the spaceship in that. It looks like a looks like a dragon. It's got thrusters on it, you know, plasma thrusters. Um, looks like a dragon. It would come down. It would burn a mountain, fire and smoke, uh, probably from th plasma thrusters. Um, 
again, ancient astronaut theory is something I'm going to be a bit bolder about on here because I very, very, very much believe that the gods are extraterrestrial races, which are very, very similar to us, but a higher consciousness. They're like a highly evolved version of us. Uh, maybe even a different race than us. Like we're the human race with a bunch of different makeups together. But I think that's because we've been planted by other races and then hybrided with one race here on the planet. That is not a racial thing, by the way. But I just think that that's a very interesting thing. You look at all the different types of peoples and cultures, but then we all share a commonality. Yet we all have have differences, right? Like it's really interesting and so it makes more sense. And even scientists have like looked and they're like, you know, okay, there's definitely like some sort of like weird splicing going on. And like humanity has been like edited at some point. They don't know what it was. Really interesting stuff, guys. So, um, but here's basically, you know, in a nutshell, like what Jesus taught. Um, this says the Lord accepts and eats the offering of love and devotion. Again, you're not going to see an animal in here. Yahweh wanted the animals, right? Like it just this horrible, gruesome thing. Like, and then we still see today there's like mutilations of cattle and stuff by certain extraterrestrial groups, certain extraterrestrial groups, not all of them, but there's still like this battle going on. It says, whoever offers me a loaf, a flower, a leaf, a fruit or water with devotion, I accept and eat the offering of devotion by the pure hearted. Oh, Arjun, he's talking to the protagonist who's concerned about going to war with his, his family. Oh, Arjun says, Oh, Arjun, whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer as oblation or sacrifice, uh, as oblation to the sacred fire, whatever charity you give, whatever austerity you perform, do all that as an offering unto me. Whatever you do, do unto the Lord, right? Like Jesus said that too. Uh, and then this was written, I think like, I want to say 4,000 years earlier, something like that, uh, than, than the time of Jesus. Like this is crazy, guys. Crazy. Um, and so what, what is the fire? What is the sacred fire? So think about this. When you take an offering, like you, you find a beautiful flower and then you turn it into energy, okay? You have a beautiful thought and you turn it into energy and it's it's an offering, okay? This doesn't say to put a poor little animal or a child or anything like that on a burning altar, but, but people turned it into that and these other extraterrestrial races turned it into that. Why is that? Because they're literally getting the energy of, of an entire life being taken, transmuted into the energetic realm, the spiritual realm, and then all Krishna is saying here is like, you take a leaf, a flower, an herb, water, you know, anything that you offer with a pure heart, you can't offer a poor living animal or a child or a human as a sacrifice with a pure heart. You can't do it. You can't. Oh, very, very good point. Uh, Oscaros uh, says, I think that's your name. I hope I said that right. Uh, Yahweh denied Cain's offering of fruits and accepted Abel's animal sacrifice. Yes, very, very good. Um, so that's that's interesting um, that like Yahweh, and I can't remember if it was Cain or Abel one way or another, but um, but it's really interesting because 
uh, yeah, he didn't want fruits. He didn't want like vegetables or flowers or anything. And yet you've got Krishna and, and even Jesus saying like the same things here. So uh, Oscar Ochoa. Oh, awesome, man. Thank you. Um, very, very good point, my friend. Um, and so, yeah, like I didn't even catch that. But it's like, why did Yahweh not want the fruits? He didn't want, you know, things that came from the earth. He wanted things that had the spirit in them. That's a problem for me uh, because my God doesn't need me to offer another spirit. It just wants mine to be unified with it. That's it. That's the Brahman. That is the monad. That is the source. That is the supreme being. And that's what I'm talking about, guys. So we have to ask ourselves, is God as we know him evil? Because look at how many things have been done, evil, evil things have been done in the name of that God. Again, not talking about a certain group of people whatsoever. I'm just saying you got certain groups of people. They all believe in that God, but it's not that God. It's this one. It's not this one. It's that one. Well, what's the perfect deception for Satan? You either make yourself invisible where people don't know you exist and then you win because people serve you without knowing it. Or you make yourself God. And then everyone argues, no, my God, no, my God, no, my God. Well, it's still God. It's still God. And Jesus is like, no, 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 the Father, the source, the unity, the energy, the light of the world. That's why it's so interesting, like with Ra. And we get that so construed, too, because there's a lot of things out there that people tell you, oh, it's sun worship pagan, and they wanted, you know, the sun god wanted uh, human sacrifices and everything like that. And you can definitely find stuff like that. But if you look at the, like the origin and the mythology of like Amun-Ra and you look at Isis, Ra, and El Elyon, uh, look at those things. Like just, just go look into them. Look at the original. Don't look at what people twisted it into. And then that's the biggest problem here too is like, you know, I talk about this pure source of God and you got plenty of people that say, yeah, that's what I serve. But then they're still looking at all of these traditions and all of these letters of the, you know, the Old Testament or other texts and saying, no, 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 this is what God wants. You don't understand. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Because tell me how that's a loving, pure spirit being that wants the best for you and for me when it had to pour out its wrath on Christ. That doesn't make sense. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. And, and somebody can tell me, too, that I've got horrible, horrible theology. And that's that's right. You want good theology. This is not the channel. You want awesome questions, haunting questions to wrestle with at night and ask yourself what you really think. Seek the actual authentic reality. You're in the right place. Because I promise you, I will continue to give you guys uh shuni asks do i believe when it thunders and lightnings there's a battle in heaven um good question so that's something that you know i think we look at like these archaic people and we go you know oh they believed in the gods and they believed there was a battle in heaven blah 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 but i also think we discount the energetic reflections that are happening within the universe around us as actual spiritual energy like look at lightning have you i live in west texas and we get lightning here that is no less than the expression of a god. 
And if you look at Yahweh in the Old Testament and the Sumerian coin, they found a Sumerian coin. I posted it before, and it has Yahweh on it. He's on a chariot. It has wings on it. What does that sound like? He's got a big headdress on, and he was the god of storms. He loved to bring wind and fire. Uh, he, he liked to withhold rain if he could. He didn't really like that sun shining through. He didn't like the light coming through. Uh, Oscar Ochoa says, what part of West Texas? I am in Amarillo, Texas, actually. Very top, little top hat of Texas there. Right by Colorado, New Mexico, and Oklahoma. So, like, right in the middle. Holy Trinity of, like, the beautiful areas. In fact, we're we're on, like, the edge of Palo Duro Canyon out here. So, really, really pretty area. But we get to see the, the storms roll in. See for miles out here. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel says, Haha, you did get some backlash from the Mary Magdalene video. Sometimes this happens when you uh, cast your pearls before swine. Hey man, uh, you're you're not wrong about that, um, and I actually am cool with that because like I've got backlash, and I've gotten a lot of really really good thought provoking comments that that people are really deeply vibing with that video, uh, and what Daniel's talking about is I did a Mary Magdalene video on Mary Magdalene as the divine feminine expression of God, just as Jesus was the divine masculine expression of God. The idea that they were married, they were unified. Again, this is not a gender or sexuality thing. This is purely a spiritual thing, but that they were both the expressions of God and they, they together made the fullness like the child of God on the earth. Showed us exactly how we can. By the way, guys, you have a Mary Magdalene, a divine feminine, a goddess in you. Um, ladies, you have a divine masculine. You have a God within you as well. Like it, it, We all have both. And when we unite both in the alchemy of self, the feminine and the masculine, the yin and the yang, we become the trinity of God, the father, the mother, the child. We become the divine expression, the logos of God on this earth. And I think that's the most important thing that we, we can't forget. We can debate all of these things like backwards and forwards all the time, but we cannot, cannot forget that we have that within us. So Oscar, oh, and Odessa, awesome, man. I got my dog from Odessa, actually. Uh, we've got some Great Danes, and one of my Great Danes we got from Odessa uh, years ago. And he's uh, he's big now. And um, But yeah, the one of the best Great Dane breeders was in, in uh, Odessa. So I've been to Odessa many times. We had to drive back and forth a lot to check on him and meet him and then do all the paperwork. And we got it from like a reputable breeder up there. But... Um, anyway, sidetrack there, but, but what's up, man? What's up from Amarillo? Yeah, we're, we're about, uh, two hours from you there. So not too bad, but, um, Shuni says, thank you for responding. Uh, yeah, you bet. Absolutely. I do my best to, that's one of the cool things about this podcast. You guys can go listen back to, I get a lot of backlash on that too. Like literally people saying, I wish you'd just get to the point and quit rambling. Well, I'm one of the only podcasts out there that you get like this really authentic stream of consciousness. So um, this is a daily podcast. You can get it every single day. Listen in your car. It's on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, on YouTube. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it. Um, it's over on my website, www.cubcooker.com. Um, and if you love what you're hearing and you want to be just like a deeper part of the community, get more access to me, get the calls on the weekend. We do like a Saturday live call where we get to just talk about life stuff, spirituality. We always have a theme every Saturday. It's like a Zoom call. It's all within the Facebook group. Um, 
We've got a private Facebook group, a private YouTube channel, so many resources just to go deeper. It's called the Mythos Patron Membership, and it's only nine bucks a month. Huge, huge help to what I'm doing here. Um, it's how I show up here. I do this full time every single day. Um, and then, like I said, we have the course launching as well. If you're interested in that, you actually get the Mythos group with that. So you can do uh, one or the other or both, however you see fit, whatever you have time for, whatever you want to go into as far as your spiritual walk. Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to do, just to help lead you in um, a brand new way of thinking, just an open mind, open heart, ready for the blessings and abundance that the source has for you. Missy, thank you. God bless you for the roses, my friend. Uh, Missy's a, a Mythos member and very active Mythos member. Um, you'll meet the coolest people in Mythos. Mythos is my baby. That's my my thing. I've been working on the new logo for Mythos, making an angel, um, and I think I found one I really like. Um, I'm going to kind of throw it out there to the Mythos community, see what they think about it. And then... Um, the new charisma light work or light warrior course is actually has a female warrior uh with this cool blue iridescent paint and a torch and like she's like this like dwelling in like a, a an ice cave type thing like you know the world is a cold place and she's got the heat and the fire you know taking it into the world it's beautiful so uh, been, been working on some really, really rad artwork lately. So that's a big part of what I do. I've got a line of yoga gear coming out. Um, that's all shirts and pants. So guys, girls, you want yoga pants, yoga shirts with some really rad trippy designs on them. Yeah, they're on the way. It's got some cool stuff coming. So, uh, those will be available on my t-shirt shop. I'm going to actually, instead of just doing graphic tees, we're going to be moving more into the yoga line of clothing because it's something I wear. I want better yoga clothing, and I love the yoga clothing that this company I'm with does, and I just want to design some really cool stuff around it. So that's what we have going on here, just kind of a little side note of what, what is going on in the mission here. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's lesson. I want to end with this part from Bhagavad Gita that says, There is no unforgivable sinner. This is this will challenge you guys. This will challenge you because you go, oh, isn't there an unforgivable sin? What's the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, what is that? Well, don't insult the mama. Don't insult your mama. You know, you don't get forgiven for that in real life anyway, right? Like, the Holy Mother Spirit, don't insult her. Receive her. I mean, to me, that's simple. Don't die in that sin of rejecting the Holy Mother, the Holy Spirit. I think that that's a beautiful expression of that verse. Now, there's plenty of other theories on that, but uh, Missy says, I will totally rep Cub Yoga clothes. Thank you, Missy. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be rad. You're going to love them. So I've already been working on them. But uh, Tyler says, yay, I'm getting new clothes. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Missy says, awesome. uh, amen, blasphemy is not listening to mama. Yeah, absolutely. Um I am magic shell says I've found my people. Awesome. Yes. Yes, you have. We've got awesome, awesome people here. Uh, magic shell. We'd love to have you in the mythos community. Like I said, um, it's like one of the cheapest patron support things too. like, you get so much with it. 
some people are doing, you know, 30, 40 bucks a month for that. We're doing nine bucks and I'm not changing it. That's what it is. So, um, anyway, come check us out. We're, we're awesome over there. So, um, this says there is no unforgivable sinner. The self is present equally in all beings and self is capitalized. So that would be the Atman, which is the higher self, the awareness of the Brahman, which is the supreme being. Yes, I'm in Amarillo, Joshua. Uh, Josh Fox. Hey, is that the Josh Fox that I know from Amarillo? Um, I know a Josh Fox. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's me, man, if, if that's you. Uh, I can't tell from your profile picture. I think that's the Josh Fox that I know. But, uh, heck, yes, I'm from Amarillo. Okay, yeah. Are you... Uh, I think I was in like a BNI group with you or um, something like that quite a while ago, but um, but yeah, that's me, man. It's Cooker. So um, this says uh, the self again, the Atman, the, the awareness of the Brahman, is present equally in all beings. There is no one hateful or dear to me, but those who worship me with love and devotion are very close to me and I am also very close to them. If even the most sinful person resolves to worship me with single-minded loving devotion, such a person must be regarded as a saint because of making the right resolution. Such a person soon becomes righteous and attains everlasting peace. Be aware, O Arjun, that my devotee shall never perish or fall down. Anybody, including men, women, children, merchants, laborers, and the evil-minded, can attain the supreme abode by just surrendering unto my will with loving devotion, O Arjun. There it is, guys. Thank you guys for the stars on Facebook. God bless you. If you're watching after the fact, you can still give stars. Those tell Facebook, hey, this guy has good content. Let's push it out. Every time I get, uh, we've got 1,365 stars right now on Facebook. Thank you, guys. Um, if I can get about 5,000 stars every video, that's like my goal. That really tells Facebook like he's doing a great job. Same thing on TikTok. And then if you're watching on uh, YouTube, as soon as I hit 10,000 on YouTube, I'm going to open it up with, with Super Chat on there. And you can give gifts and stars on there, too. Because we got a lot that listen on um, on YouTube as well. Um, we're at 150,000 on TikTok now. We're at 260,000 on Facebook. And then we're at getting close to 10,000 over on YouTube. So thank you guys. Uh, appreciate you. Um, let's see. Joshua says Fox is my pen name. My real last name is Daughtry. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I might know you, but yeah. Um, Amarillo is a pretty cool place. I'm a big, uh, hiker, biker, um, do all that stuff mountain biking specifically um the only motorcycle i've ever ridden um is dirt bikes so obviously out at the canadian river uh that's that's my jam so looking to get another dirt bike hopefully this year um because i love 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 going out there so um but yeah you guys know I, I just love getting outdoors love talking to god or really the supreme being as i'm really understanding to redefine him in my life it's just a beautiful thing and I hope you guys vibe with my message. Thank you for the support. I know we already have new Mythos members already just from this broadcast. So thank you guys. I will let you guys in as soon as I'm done. Um, 
It's over at www.cubcooker.com. We'll see you over there. I will personally welcome you. Make sure you check your email to get a link to the Facebook group and sign up with the email that you use on Facebook so I can actually attach your account and make sure you get in the group. Uh, some people sign up with different emails and I have to like search them out and manually invite them and stuff. It's doable, but if you can sign up with your Facebook email, it's very, very helpful to me. So thank you guys. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. I am going to go do yoga. So y'all have a beautiful day and look forward to seeing you guys in the course too. We had a bunch of signups for the course. The course was put on a bit of a hold because I'm changing platforms, but it has really, really been worth it to change platforms. You guys are going to love it. So That'll be out next week. Love you guys. Uh, drop me a line if you have questions, comments, prayer concerns, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.